Welcome to the Progress of the Unity podcast, and it's a little bit closer this evening, I've sat around the table, we've got the fires burning, it's a bit cold here in Wigan, uh, we're feeling a little bit down because we're relegated. Uh, we've got a few things on the agenda tonight, we've got a look back at the Wolves game at the weekend, who on earth did we lose that? I don't know, uh, story of the season I suppose really. Uh, we've got a little bit to discuss what happens now, you know, and why have we been uh, relegated, how's it come about? Well, I've got uh, one of our listeners has asked us, can we debate something about next season, which we will do. We're going to look forward to uh, Saturday's game at Brentford, and we've got a big announcement to make at the end, a very, very big announcement, and some uh, really good news, and it'll be a bit of a bit of a lift for everybody, I, I hope. Uh, anyway, let me introduce who we've got tonight with us. We've got Mick, how are you doing, Mick? I'm all right, Barry, thank you. Brilliant. Adam? Hi, how are you doing? Excellent, yeah. Dan? Hi, Barry. Hi, over there, Dan. Are you Hi, right? I'm all the way over here at the other side of the studio. Yes. Paul? I'm alright, cheers. And joining us uh, fresh from the Wigan Evening Post print room, we've got Paul Kendrick. How are you doing, Paul? Very well, thanks, Barry. Good stuff, good stuff. So you've got something to tell us about at the end, haven't you? Absolutely. Right. Um, do you want to give us a little taster of it now, but don't give us the... the, the okay, uh, it's a new, obviously we've got the Joseph Skull Legends game uh, a week on Friday, May the 8th. Um, there's a special guest there who's just literally 10 minutes ago has confirmed and it's uh, it's big news. Big news, so keep on listening, keep on listening. Right, well let, let, let's crack on then. On Saturday we played Wolves and it was, uh, it was a win or, or bust is that the right terminology? Winner bust. Anyway, yes. we know what it is, don't we? It was a winner bust game. Uh, I just, I just realised Gareth's not here this evening to do He's the stats. He's in Benidorm. He's in Benidorm. He's where our stat man is tonight. He's uh, racking the stats up as we speak. He's sinking the sinking the beer. Has he gone on a lads trip? I don't know. Can we not cross live to him now? No, I don't think. I don't think we want to. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think we want to. I'm live in Benidorm. Yeah, it's on the Jolly Boys, isn't it? Well, I've heard it's like your daughter's uptime over there. It's a bit like, a bit like the in between us when they did Spain. <laughs> They'll be doing that crazy dance on the dance floor. A Americano, Gareth. Anyway, uh, I've got a few stats in in his absence. Uh, we lost one nil. We stop there. Stop there. We had sixty-six uh, percent possession, and they had thirty-two. That doesn't. Can I just stop you there? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> that man when you need him? Yeah, where is it? Sixty-six to thirty-four. It was. Uh, we had eleven chances to the three. We managed to hit the target twice. They hit the target three times. I think that says everything we need to know. Don't it? Call to the final third. Now right, it's Saturday. Adam, what did you think? Uh, before we uh, the bright start. I mean. We came at them, we uh, looked like we wanted to win the game, which we needed to, and thought they were really on the back foot, and one chance, and they go ahead, and the players' morale drops, and we're always chasing the game, and throughout the season we've we've been chasing the game from early off, and we've never really got back in the game, and unfortunately, same happens again, Wolves sat, sat deep and couldn't break them down. No, no. But they didn't really create much themselves, though, did they? All game, just three chances. Uh, good save from Carson second half. Yeah. The header uh, from Steeman, I think. Steeman, yeah. yeah. And uh, I really can't remember the other attempt they had. I think it was Barry. Dicko, I think. Yeah, I think Dicko had a couple of chances. But, in my opinion, they didn't necessarily need to have a lot of chances because after they put that goal away, 
they didn't really need to do anything. They could just sit back and it's relax a little bit. But it's not the Wolves were that though, is it? This season they've, they've been an offensive side, especially with playing them three lads up front. Um, I thought we restricted them. I thought we, we did quite well. I thought the midfield was good and, and our backline was good. There was a change in formation, Mick, weren't there? Was there? Paul, then obviously <laughs> Paul. <wasn't laughs> the change in formation, Paul, weren't there? Mm. There was. Oh, well, <laughs> Oh, either Paul. Well, mm. while they sort out which Paul, do you want me to answer that one? As soon as you asked me into the first Well, they did, yeah. Well, well they, did, they, did, they did, actually, and it, it was good to see. But uh, it was a forced change, wasn't it? It wasn't as if he wanted to... Uh, I didn't think so. I thought he, was, he went with the three at the back and the two wing-backs on purpose mm. to get out. I mean, that's what I thought. Mm. If you think different, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. No, 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 I'll go with that, I'll right. go with that, but uh, can I just say something about the first half performance though, before you move on yes, to Yes, yes, of course. Uh, I just think that first half performance summed up Wigan Athletic's whole season. I think we bossed the majority of it. I think we showed some great touches, we played some really, really good football in places, but we just could not find the net, and that's been our problem all season. Good football, some good structured play, just can't score for all season. <laughs> Nick, I think, Nick, for me, there was one moment in that half that summed up the whole season, and that was Jermaine Pennant's free kick, because he ran up to kick it and completely missed it, the ball uh, flying out of the stadium. Yeah, but the thing is, though, is that, uh, hmm, sad, because that lad's been banging in some classic free kicks, though, hasn't he, in some pre previous yeah. games. So, yeah. That was just a shame. Just yeah. a shame. It was a right downer. Well, I was disappointed with the first half. I sat in East Stand 8 and I hardly saw anything because it was all up their end. It was cracking. Mm. Like you say, you play like that with an end product, week mm. in, week out, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Was, you know, what did you make of Tim Joy's performance for the second start? Do you think he. Um, you alright? <coughs> first half was good. Yeah. But like I say, they, they, they bossed everything in the first half. And they, I think once Chris went off, they jiggled a bit and lost a bit lost quite a lot and obviously Wolves at that point were a goal up and just sat back a bit and took it a bit easier. Mm. There was a couple of feisty moments as well weren't there, I mean McLean and Dickel had a go at each <coughs> other and uh, there was Zambags here there and everything. Well McLean missed a couple of decent chances in the first half didn't he? He missed two, two crackers in the second half as well, both near post, one with um, dead, one Sorry, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking yeah. second half when they were attacking our end early on and I, I got... I got told that you don't like him, do you? You're always having a go at him. I don't particularly feel that I do. Well, you are. Sir. Yeah, you do. Well, yeah. yeah. But uh, I just, when he got sent off, I just smiled. You saw that his girlfriend? James McLean's no. girlfriend? No. Yeah. no. One of the Aspel people. One of the Aspel people. Uh, James McLean's girlfriend. Enough said. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what did you make of it, Paul? Yeah, I mean, reiterate what's been said around the table. I thought it was excellent from the start. You know, first 20, 25 minutes was, was some good stuff and we just liked that killer edge, didn't we? That, that final ball, the, the killer clinical finish in front of goal and then the first time Wolves go up the other end, they show exactly why they're pushing for the top six and we're going down. It's, if you don't have a goal scorer or a couple of goal scorers in this league, you're going to struggle and we've struggled all season. You know, they, they had a couple of strikers all season. They strengthened again in January and bought a phobia in. I didn't realise they'd actually bought it. I thought they just loaned yeah, it from Arsenal. No, no, they, they you know, put the money Did we buy it from MK Dons or from Arsenal? From Arsenal. He was on loan at right, MK Dons, yeah. went back to Arsenal to sell him, similar yeah. to what we did, we did with Dicko last year. But, um, 
yeah, and and kind of in the in the January merry-go-round, we ended up with Leon Clark, who obviously, you know, that's, you get what you pay for at this level, don't you? You, you pay a million, million and a half for a striker, and he comes Is up. Is I think it was, yeah, and he he's banged in what's so that, thirteen, fourteen goals? That's that's the difference between why they are pushing for the for the top six and, and we're not. Yeah. Maybe depression. I was feeling quite positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, infiltration there from young fans signing up for next season. Yeah, signing up for the podcast next season. Yeah, so uh, quite disappointed at the end, weren't it? I mean, James McLean got sent off as well. Season finished for him. Maybe Latic's career finished as well. I would say that is is Latic's career finished, based on what I said a couple of weeks back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be off to Germany. Yeah. I just wished a couple more players had half the, half the fire and half the passion of that lad. <laughs> to be honest with you. Only half. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. Because mm. half, half, that, half of that passion and half of that commitment, some of them lads, you could see, they, they, it had gone out of them. They had the stuff they knocked out of them weeks ago. Yeah. They just didn't know how to respond. Well, he is the, uh, he's going to be named the player of the season this evening. Uh, in the uh, in the in, in the uh, player of the season awards, I believe, sort of been tipped off. So I think the majority of Wigan Athletic supporters would, would agree with your assessment there, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's basically because he's run around a lot. He's got a few goals as well. I mean, but he, but he has. I mean, what's how's he stood out above everybody else? Has he been brilliant? No. Has he grafted? Yes. And, that, and that's the top and, and bottom. And he's played all season. Yeah. yeah, top and bottom of it. Is he's grafted? There's only two players. Because everybody else left. Well, there's only two been in the team all season. Yeah. I mean, Perchy in there. And yeah. Perchy was out a little bit. Anyway, uh, Wolves, forget it. They're, they're pushing for. for uh, Before you forget it, um, did anybody else. I only saw it live, the Wolves goal, but anybody else read that as Carson coming, hesitating, dropping yeah. back and. It was, yes, it was absolutely completely at fault. Oh, it was yeah. what that Scotsman would say, woeful schoolboy error defender. <clears throat> it was, it was comical. Uh, we were playing statues. At the game, I thought it was a cracking free kick which had been whipped in with bags of pace in that dangerous area, just like at six yard yeah. box, and, yeah. and he, he got his head on it. But when I was showing again on TV, he was sort of those three players at the back post mm. on their own, weren't yeah, with, with the Bong just. Was it any one from three or any one from four of the lads could have actually knocked that well, yeah, I didn't see it was at the back post, but from the angle I was at in East Day, it looked like he started to come for it, could have just carried on, claimed it and got, yeah. got something on it, and then decided to back off and yeah. left it wide open for the guys coming in. I thought it was a quality cross, it was yeah. bite of yeah. pace but on it and whipped in. It was, it was a crap. We were the free kick, or? That was weird. And, and Absolutely weird. He should have got boots. I mean, I think it was yeah, a free he kick. He should have been boots. At the time, I thought he should have been sent he off. Told it was you. a reckless. Uh, Boise. Really? I thought it was a reckless challenge and he should have been sent off. He never touched him. Bong should have got sent off for the two footer as well. He yeah, but never touched him. Really? Oh, I didn't. Yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't. It was one of them where it was he like. He lost his footing. He missed the ball. First of all, you look at what Boyce did. Because he, his foot got stuck basically in the, in, in the, with his studs. Their lad took a tumble, which, yes, he did it deliberate, but at the same time, it was one of them where he had to get out of the way. And it did look like a foul from distance, but when he scrutinised it, look up closely. He never touches him, does no, he? No, no. But yeah, he did whip in an absolute peach of a cross. He did, yeah. Anyway, let, let's, let's move on, because we've got uh, 
Time's time's a going back to your original question about formation. Right. Well. Change of formation. Yeah. One thing I've got to say about that was it's great to see a new manager having the guts and the gumbas to actually make changes like that. Dramatic changes. Because it wasn't just, you know, tweak here. It was the whole form it changed the whole formation, didn't it? Yeah, well, he's, he's, he's done it during games as well. He's tactically aware, as, and I don't think Matthew McCann was tactically, tactically aware. He, he looked lost. Well, I, I think if you if you look at the last two <coughs> managers, we, we've had a manager who was very reluctant to make any changes because it was like a case of I pick you boys, you get in there and you win this game for me. And then another manager who really well, I've got Plan A, and then I've got Plan A, and that were it. Right. I, like, I like the fact that he's got the guts to actually change things when he sees the need to be changed. Yeah, right. The difference is, <laughs> Colwell's not sat on the sidelines turning around to people going, I bought Troy Deeney, Troy Deeney's good, you know, I bought him, I paid, I paid, only paid one and a half million, he's 15 million now if you want him. Yeah. I bought him, you know, he's great. It reminded me a lot though of Owen Coyle as well, because Owen Coyle said, I, I brought uh, Jack Wilshire in, I brought Daniel Sturridge in. I mean, mm. So what? You, you work for us now, and this is yeah. what you know. You well, get I stuff done. Yeah, it, well, you did, did absolute contrast to something else I've been listening to in recent weeks, where a coach is basically saying, "No, no, the player did it all himself." Not not claiming credit. You know, and this this is a coach talking about a player who's lifted trophies. Right. Okay. So we find ourselves. Uh, in a desperate situation, and we know Rotherham just needed a point and, and would be uh, nailed on, everything would be confirmed, and, and they uh, really never turned up last night, and they, and they got the three points. Um, so, we're relegated. So the question is, why? Why have we ended up from pre-season favourites for promotion to being relegated, and there's still a game, game left? What's gone wrong, what's happened, and why? Because I think everybody at the club thought we didn't need to change much and um, <laughs> our quality would see us through and I do think the actual work effort and the work ethic slumped last season when you think about it where we were last year 20 minutes away from uh, a place in the playoff final now we've just been relegated second relegation in three years I think the whole thing about it's, it's like the fallout from the cup final isn't it the cup where we're a great team. We've won something. We won a big trophy. You can see us through. We're good enough to go, to stay up. And I think they forgot the work ethic. But there's something else happened since then, though, hasn't there? Yeah. We've lost. We've lost James McArthur. We've lost Jory Gomez, and we've lost John Bosajo. We've we've also lost. We lost Nick Powell. I know at the back end of last season they didn't play much, but the early season he scored 12 goals. Were we winning games when they were playing? Yeah. Yeah. Of course we were. Mm. What, beginning of the season? Well, they weren't playing beginning of the season. We well, some of them, some uh, sorry, all of them, all of them. Right, okay then. We were winning games. We got through, as I said, we got through to semi-final. They burnt out though by that stage, haven't they? they, they, were, they suffered, you could see that. They'd suffered burnout. Right. Was Buss's your winning those games? Oh, without a doubt. He was fantastic. Mm. Without a doubt, Mick. Him and, him and uh, Gomez and Espinosa playing up that left side were brilliant. Yeah, Where did Espinosa play? <clears throat> Cut people to bits. He's played for the last. Uh, he was out when he went and had his earlier operation, uh, and then he was back and he was back in the team when he came back. They were fantastic. <sighs> that was a serious disagreement there, Barry. With you, I'm telling you. We've really struggled to replace Bolsonaro this season. Though, if you look at the 
the left back options, it's not it's not been as strong as last year, has it? You just sometimes you don't notice these players until they're not there. Gomez is another one who stood out towards the end, but when he wasn't playing, you need that creative playmaker. It's just Gomez and McCarthy. I agree with you 100. percent Not only uh, did Gomez create. But he scored as well. He scored. He bagged twelve goals last season yeah. from midfield. Mm. And, and uh, what's our top midfielder this season? I mean, have they scored? Mm. Our top Tim Choi one. James McArthur one. Sorry, have, we, have, have, have the club scored that? Have we scored that man this season? There's nobody. Nobody scoring. Oh, we need the stat man yeah. again. Oh. Our top. Callum McManaman. I think he How got many did three. Is it? Was it three? Four. But he was like a winger, wasn't he? Well, McLean's a winger, isn't he? Yeah. You've got four shows, isn't it? Mm. So, um, we lost quality and replaced it with... Quality. Oh, we thought we were replacing <laughs> it with quality. I mean, yeah. there's, there's £10 million we spent last summer, which, you know, you can't say that the club yeah. didn't invest in, in the manager at the time and they didn't have the ambition. They, they put the money where the mouth is and you've just got to say that the recruitment last summer, that is a fundamental reason why we struggled this season because... Nine players came in for £10 million and have any of them actually enhanced the reputation? So that's who we got. When did Emma Hughes come in? Yeah, he'd be the only well, one yeah. with an asterisk because he's been, he's been injured a lot. <laughs> I, I think he'll come good next yeah, season. Yeah, he's a good, he is. You look at the players that came in, four of them got shipped out in January. That's that's what an impact they made. It's so whose fault's that? Who's we put that down? I, I, I think the problem is sticking, sticking where he should have twisted. Is it Rosler? Or is it the... Is it the scouts? Is it the higher management for sanctioning the deals? I don't think you can blame the people for sanctioning the deal. If, if your manager who did such a great job as Uwe last year, if he comes and says, I've, I've identified these players, for example, Andy Delore, Oriol Riera, I firmly believe that these are the guys who are going to make a difference. You can't blame Whelan and Jackson for saying, yeah, there you go, there's £5 million. I think you've got to question the manager, the scouts. Yeah. Was, the, was the right... You know, structure put in place, which when Malky took over, and we've seen what David Sharp's been saying about the recruitment, um, there basically isn't one. That's the reason that all this restructuring is taking um, mm -hmm. place at the moment. So, in future, it won't just be one man's judgment, it'll be people who've been watching players for years. And I've, I've heard the and read the same thing as that, but when Roberto was here, there were, weren't there, at any one time, Roberto said we have over 200 players on our database. What happened to all that? Well, I mean, I think a lot of that, to be honest, was Roberto's own database, his own brain. The, the fact he watched so much football and he was sort of he was so clued up with with what was going on, and what? that obviously went with him. And Owen Coyle came in that summer with about eight or nine players under contract, and all of a sudden we needed fifteen new players, didn't we? So obviously there wasn't time to put a structure in place, and we've always been, I think, playing catch up since then. And, and now's the kind of the time we've got to sort it out. But would it not have been prudent to say, hey Roberto, just before you go, can you just copy and paste that across? <laughs> <laughs> you would have thought so, wouldn't you? would have thought so. Yeah. But you, you look at the players that were being identified in that era, there's a lot of them that, you know, the ones that we missed out on, they're still going on to have good careers. I, I mean, there was some, one, John Stones was mentioned again this weekend as having a, I didn't see the game against United, but having a yeah. great game. No, there's yeah. one we almost got. And you just you look at that and you just think, oh, it's... It's, it's pleasing knowing that you got something right, but it's depressing knowing that you can't get it right anymore. 
But we've got to try and get it right, haven't yeah. we? That's, yeah. the thing. that's that's what we've got to win for now. Yeah, I, I also don't think that one man's judgment is necessarily a bad thing. It's the wrong man's judgment that's that's, that's a bad thing. Yeah. You, know, I, you, you look at Delorteira, and depending on which day of the week it is, you either get people slagging off the coaching staff for, for not giving them a fair chance, or people side with the coaching staff and slag them off because they're not good enough. You know, you, you see both sides of that same coin, but, you know, factually, neither of them have delivered. And, you know, do they get a fresh chance in summer? Or, you know, are, are we dealing with the next Mauro Pacelli? Have we gone from one of him to two of him? Well, I don't think Mauro fancies playing in league. He's been in fancy of the championship. He's not going to fancy league one, is it? So, you know, if he can get himself fixed up with the club, I've no doubt he will do. I don't think we want to be keeping players on that wages in League One. Well, I think yeah. that'll be one of the priorities to get people like that off the wage bill, trying to recoup as much money as possible. There, not just they don't want to play. I don't think it would suit us to keep them. To be honest, no, no, I agree. You're not going to get your value, are you? No. no. You know, if, if you get straight back up, there's an argument that you get some value, mm. but certainly you're not going to get that value out of all of them. Right, but look at the pluses though. Look at the pluses. What isn't this now? An absolute brilliant opportunity now for Wigan Athletic to reinvent itself. Well, I think it, I think he's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. The statement that that uh, did you see the statement Sharpie put out last night? Yeah. It was on yeah. the final whistle, wasn't it? Mm. It was fantastic. I don't so much think. I don't know. I don't so much think it's about reinventing. I think it's it's the absolute realization that hang on what we were doing before. Even though it got us relegated from the Premier League and it was working, it was the right thing to do, and let's get back to doing it. Yeah. We and a, but you see, we was in a position, we was in a much higher league, we had a lot more money coming in, we could afford to pay uh, established players' wages. We're but not in a position to do that now. In the last oh. two years, Mick, we've been one of the one of the teams with the most money to, to flash about, mm. and the strategy's changed. They've been flashing that money. Now, now it's... They'll go back to being tight ones and looking for gems on on fifty p a week. But well, isn't this the wonderful opportunity to start growing our own talent? Yeah, we well, said that. I mean, that was part of part of the thing that he said. He said we, we he identified going back to the football philosophy that we've had. He identified having a thriving academy. Was that that was the word? Yeah. Wasn't it? Get the thriving academy, yeah. um, and we need that. And we need yeah. that to happen. But if you, if you do look at the successful clubs, the successful clubs nurture their own, grow their own. They don't. It, it's the way. It's the way in which. Well, 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 well look sorry, at it. Look sorry. At the, the thing is, like <laughs> we're all we're all talking now about the, the top Premiership clubs who had the uh, facility and the money to buy in the best talent in the world. That's coming to an end, isn't it? With the with the status in Europe, right? Look at Chelsea. Which team has just won the FA Youth Cup? Chelsea. And how many English lads were in that team? No idea. How many London lads were actually no in that team? Nine. N- nine London lads? Yeah. So, and how many of them will make the Chelsea first team? Does it matter? Does yeah. it matter just yet? Yeah. It shows, it shows that club is invested in their future with, with local lads who want to play for their team. Well, I'm saying local lads, but lads based in, within their catchment area, so they're playing it by the rules and they're doing it by the book. Right? Now, out of a crop of, say, 20 players, that you would have in that particular squad, the norm is normally to give full-time contracts to about a handful. But that's happening at every club. Look at the uh, class of nine, was it 90, United? 92. 92. How many of that team actually went on and played for other clubs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that but was... Yeah, there was only about six of them who actually signed for United. 
Yeah, that was a special team, though. Decent six, though, weren't they? Well, the thing is, though, Paul, that's happening to the other club. How many lads? How many lads from Liverpool go to other clubs and make it at other clubs? Yeah, but that's that's when you say Liverpool are investing in the youth or any top side are investing. There is, but there's a massive disconnect between that youth team winning the FA FA Youth FA Cup and the first team. You you look at City when they got all the Arab millions. Yeah. They they had some cracking players coming through there. They, they were trying to move up the up the league using their academy. Once they've got millions of pounds, that stops. They start going looking for people that have had a good season here and there. But we're not, that's not going to happen with us, no. is it? And, yeah. I, and I think that that's the benefit yeah. of the last two years. But Blackburn's got a good model, haven't they? Look at the local lads who are coming through, the young yeah. lads coming through Blackburn now yeah. and getting into the first team. Even Bolton, but they're not very good, the Bolton players, are they who are coming no. through? No. But, but the, at least they're doing it and they're, they're, they're coming through. But Blackburn young kids, they seem to be quite, quite talented. Derbyshire, a local lad. Scored the other night. Yeah, but yeah, but he's at Rotherham now, isn't he? I mean, mm -hmm. but he's going back up on time though. But they've always had a good you set up at, up at uh, Blackburn and Burnley. Phil Jones, yeah. Phil Jones from where? Yeah, come from through from Wayland. Burnley's another one that he did. All, all, all you have to do is look at the crew, where crew Alexander did it under Daniel Grady. You know, they're much good though, isn't it? Nobody, they didn't go for The thing is, though, is what they did was they said, "Look, I was, I was, we're never going to be a Man United. We're never going to be winning." With championships, but what we are going to do is make this club solvent because we're going to create nurture talent, sell it on, make a bother to. Yeah, right. Well, well then you've can we get back to the point? Can, can we get back to the point? Because the point was how and why. So we've we've gone on to talking about our future, <clears> which is quite good, and, and you know, we, but it was something I wanted us to cover, and we've covered that now. But but why? Who do we point the finger at? Is there anyone? Is, can we point you to no. Crossland and say it was you? Can we point you to McKay and say it was you? Can we point you to Whelan and say it was you? No. Can I ask why? Why? Why do you want to point a finger? Well, I don't want to. I'm just asking. Can <coughs> we do? I'm not saying we should do. I'm saying can we point? Uh, can we? Uh, not point, but can we identify? Can we identify? Well, you know whose fault it were, if anybody. What relegation? Yeah, this season as a whole, the, w the way the way it's we've gone. It's, it's a number of factors, isn't it? You can't go, you can't, you can't go further it's than the, the hangover to last season, the the senior guys at the beginning of the season who weren't doing what we've seen them do in previous years. The recruitment was not great. Um, Rumours that the dressing room was lost towards yeah. the end of Uve's spell. The appointment of Mackay that instead of uniting the club divided it. The January whole team going out, coming in, that's not going to help. The pitch, not great. There's just a million reasons. You can't just say, bang, yeah. there's your reason. Yeah. Black yeah. shorts. Yeah. Black, Black shorts. <laughs> <laughs> not being able to see the names on the back. Yeah. Ultimately, Mackay did not pick up his share of points during his tenure. I think, I the, think the list is so long. It would be a raw night. So, there's no, yeah, the also stacks against us, weren't they? With what's what's transpired over this last well, few Barry, months. Well, Barry, I think without wanting to place the blame, one thing could have saved us, and that would have been nurturing a goal scorer, placing our faith in somebody who was going to go out there and score goals. You might point at Marco Fortuny and say he's the guy. Maybe he was. Maybe we did push him forward and ask Marco, you're the one to score us the goals. But what is his name? No Grant Hall, that's no the problem, Grant isn't it? Look, if it isn't Fortune and Hall, we will not be in this situation. Well, we chased, I mean, for the goal scores, we chased uh, Lewis Graben for a, for a mm. while during the summer, but he, his wages were too high. Then we chased Cameron Jerome, 
but obviously Norwich were offering a better deal than what we could offer, so we went there. And that's when we ended up a little bit of pa- I thought Delo was a bit of a panic buy because he'd come from nowhere, that name. You know, it was like Bournemouth had identified a striker, and if Bournemouth identified a striker, everybody wants him because we know they can pick up, you know, good, good Maybe, players. In Maybe. fairness, a lot of clubs were after Delort when we were. We yeah. just beat yeah. Wolves were a club. Yeah. They yeah. desperately wanted him, and we outbid them, you know, the Charlton wanted him, Leeds wanted him, QPR apparently came in right at the at the death, Premier League team wanted yes. him, he was highly rated, I mean, just, sometimes it just doesn't happen, they just don't settle, do they? No. Maybe we should have tried to be more persistent with Delore and Riara. He looked amateur though, didn't he, Delore, on the pitch. Looked lost. Yeah. He looked lost, didn't he? <coughs> he's only scored two goals since he's gone back to France as well, hasn't he? Which doesn't say a lot. Sounds like a, a one season wonder. Three million pounds down the drain, though, isn't it? Well, there you go, Barry. That's where I'm going to place the blame on those two strikers. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Right, so we've got Wolves on Saturday. Um, no, we haven't. No, we haven't. Don't you have any idea where we're going to Right, we've got Brentford on Saturday. It's a little bit academic, I know, but uh, they've got something to play for. Andy Woolmer is the referee. He's a postman by trade, so let's hope he delivers. I've heard his second class, to be honest, but uh, we'll find out soon enough. Um, Final deliver. A little bit of animosity between the two clubs earlier in the season, weren't there? Uh, I think that's all washed under the bridge now, would you say? <laughs> yeah. I think there's still a little bit of an undercurrent. So because they're chucking yeah. that. Well, I think with Uve no longer there, Adam Forshaw no longer there, I think it would be them going all out for the playoffs. I think it'd be a bit small time if they were to involve themselves in that kind of thing. I'm sure they've got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, than well, <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> Warburton's yeah. last game at the yeah. club as well, isn't it? Before. Yeah. He leaves on a principle. Yeah. Anyway, um, anybody consider any sort of predictions, uh, Mitch? What do you think is going to finish? I think. Uh, don't say it's going to end with us getting relegated. I was just about that. to say we could <laughs> all get a prediction right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think we're going to lose, actually. Right. I think we're going to lose. Okay. Adam? Um, Phil with 5 0. 5 0. Damn. I think we'll get beaten, but we're going to go down fighting. We're going to have a. Oh, no, not again. More red cards. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Come on, punch ups. Now, quite a few academy men are going to start, I think. It's the perfect chance to give them a chance. It's the perfect chance to give, give them, them a, a chance, chance yes. Yeah. Okay. Paul? Ipswich will take the lead early. Meaning Brentford have got an out to play for, and we'll. Derby. We'll win 1 0. Derby, yeah. Lower than Ipswich. Ipswich are on 78, Derby on 77. Oh, he's put a spanner in the works, doesn't he? Alright, Ipswich on Derby will get ahead Both earlier. Right. Paul, what do you think? Well, yeah, it does have the um, capability of being a dead rubber, doesn't it? If yeah. the other teams are going, so, you know, if they're sort of, they start chanting about the manager and get all, you know, mm. emotional, we could hopefully sneak one, one of these academy products coming on. Right. Nodding one in, be nice. Yeah, it would, it would. So I think, uh, I think something similar, I think the definite end of season game for us which it is uh, nothing to play for and uh, it'll give Gary Caldwell a chance to tinker with one or two things and have a look at him see he'll get himself ready for next season the youth players maybe I don't think there'll be too many but I think he might he might throw one or two in you never know could he not be the absolute reverse of that instead of it being youth team it could be all those players who will be waving the last farewell perhaps give them the old swan song game 
Yeah, I wouldn't begrudge them that. No, no, I think that's what I have. Ali and Nets and. Uh, Why is he going somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> I believe he's Lee Nichols has signed a two-year deal too. Good name. It's not been announced by the club yet, but um, it's Lee Nichols who's said that. So, mm. uh, that's good Lee. news. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that that is. Yeah. That does show an intent to build. Maybe yeah. he's. Good. Uh, Good. I mean, maybe Scott Carson's one of the high earners that we're looking to get a shot of in the summer. Or get rid of he him. He might not want to mm. play in League One. And well, we're relegated because of his flapping on Saturday. Good league yeah. one. Get Good league one. I'll stick my neck out and say both Ali and Scott are going to go in the summer. Yeah, well, Ali, Ali leaves for Oman on Saturday night. Straight after the game, so... Well, he's uh, off to Bolton, isn't he? He's going back to Bolton. Going back to Bolton? Yeah, being the second keeper. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, do you not know that, mate? I didn't know that. He's he just made that he, up. He's, he's going to Newcastle. He's spreading rumours, that's what it is. <laughs> he is. Also, right. Barry, we missed, we missed a joke there. You said right at the beginning of this segment that the game on Saturday is academic. Well, it is because we're going to play the academy players. Ah, uh, right, excellent. <laughs> Don't cut that out or else. That's very funny, that, Dan. <laughs> I think you missed the joke there. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um, before we wrap things up this evening, uh, we've got Paul here and he's uh, got a Legends game organised uh, and it's Latics Legends versus Wigan Athletic Development Squad. So some of them younger Academy players we've just been talking to. And it's all the proceeds are going for uh, Paul's charity, Joseph School. Um, and it's going to be at Ashton Town, Edge Green Street. I thought it was Edge Green Lane. Well, the uh, the chairman of Ashton Town's come up with a flyer, so well, he I'm probably knows. He, knows where <laughs> he probably knows that. That's where it is. So it's Ashton Town for FC, Edge Green Station in, 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 <laughs> in Ashton, which it is WN four. Uh, I can't see. 8SL. 8SL. 8SL, yeah. The sat nav lovers. So, Paul's going to be the team news for us. Well, absolutely. Um, I mean, we've confirmed a few names already. It's obviously happening next Friday, uh, May the 8th. Roberto's coming down, Graham Jones, Nathan Ellington, Gary Caldwell, Mike Pollitt. Wow. A few from further back. Uh, David Lowe, Don Page, Ray Woods, Neil Rimmer's obviously going to play. So he's having his own for it as well. Well, he's, prom- he's <laughs> promised he's going to pull out all the stops. So Who's he? fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, Chris Kirkland's also coming. He was the latest one we Ooh. unveiled a couple of days ago. Yeah. Uh, and just literally off the training ground, I've just spoken to uh, Emerson Boyce, who said that he's going to be delighted to join us. So fantastic! Oh, brilliant, Boyce. Mm. Hopefully it won't be his last appearance in Wigan, but no, he's, no, no. Uh, he's going to come and join us. So It's going to be a busy week next week for Boise. I'm not saying too much on that, because we're not letting the cat out of the bag. But uh, next week also is going to be the last podcast of the season. Oh, and we'll oh, have a special report on a Boise. And, we'll, and again, we'll, we'll mention this... Uh, this to remind people about it but uh, can I just say tickets you can get your tickets from the Wigan Athletic ticket office um, wiganathletic.com forward slash tickets and the ticket hotline number at the club they've been brilliant helping us sell the tickets you can also pay on the day it's £5 adults £2 concessions £5 adults £2 concessions are you a adult or a concession it depends what you're talking what am I concessed at (laughs) At five pound adults, I think. Right, I'm an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, I can I just say, no. don't forget. Okay, <laughs> don't forget to pick up your copy of All Gone Lassix number six from that game, which is going to be on sale at Ashton Town. At the Ashton Town. Fantastic. Okay. So, yeah. and is that the last one of the season as well from the 
Old Man Masters team. It is indeed. Yes. Brilliant. Have I you have got anything in there? Dan? Yeah, I've got a couple of pieces in there, so it's well worth a buy. <laughs> right, so get yourself going to this game, Ashton Town. We'll be there with our podcast set up. If you want to come and talk to us and join us, and we'll, we'll put together some stuff for the summer, it'll be quite fun. Uh, and it's Friday, the eighth of May, twenty fifteen. And it's a 7.30 kickoff, so get yourself in for 7 o'clock, get yourself a beer. They've got a nice little stand there as well, haven't they? Down the side of the pitch, and it'll be a tremendous evening. And, uh, we look last, forward. Last time I went to Ashton Town, I was watching a competitive game about 20 years ago. Was it? Mm. Last time I was, it was watching uh, the Legends for Emma Hoolan. They had a, an Emma Hoolan game down there, so uh, that was a good night. It was really enjoyed it. Well, on that note, it's uh, until next week when we're going to do the we're going to have a few beers next week in the studio and, and some cream cakes uh, that'll make us feel sick that won't it yeah. no you won't no, it's, a, yeah. it's a good combination that. yeah so it's, beer uh, and cream do your mum and dad listen what does your mum listen and, and soft, yeah, and yeah, soft yeah, drinks yeah. for certain <laughs> members <laughs> of the You'll panel be right, yeah yeah, yeah. Right. yeah we'll, right. get, we'll get you a little <laughs> so on that note uh, it's been a traumatic season next, next week we're going to have a bit of a giggle so until then and don't forget, get yourselves down to Ashton Town on the 8th of May, Friday. And we'll see you there. It's a good night from me. Good, good, night, good night from him. Good night from him. I'm feeling